Is your story forgettable? Seriously, I mean, think about it for a second. When you share your story with people, do they remember it? Or maybe you're not sharing a story. Maybe you're just chucking a lot of facts and information at people. If so, ooh, tisk tisk tisk. <laughs> well, listen, today we want to talk about how to make your story stick. Let's talk about it. We talking about leadership communication, public speaking, storytelling motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. Get rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. Hey, y'all, it's the RK3 Show, and I'm Robert Kennedy III. RK3, that's me. It's episode 88. And we're rolling, rolling, rolling. I want to jump into today's episode quickly. You know, that whole I'm behind thing. (laughs) But before we go to the interview, we're pulling up on episode 100. Oh, my goodness. How should we celebrate? How should we celebrate, y'all? Answer that question. Let me know by sending a voicemail to me at robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Kennedy the number three, dot com forward slash voicemail. I want to add you to the show. And don't forget, I want you to do a couple of things here. Check the show notes so that you can grab any great resources we have, like our new course, the live stream confidence framework. If you want to be able to share your story in a compelling way on live streams, then this course is the resource you need. Grab the course by going to livestreamconfidencecourse.com, livestreamconfidencecourse.com. Jump in, learn, and then get online and make a difference. The second thing I'm looking for you to do is to share the podcast with a friend. Make a difference for someone today by sharing with them the knowledge you are receiving through this podcast. Okay. All right. Let's go. Today's guest, Steve Hopper, has been impacting the lives of people from all walks of life for 14 years. He is a renowned peak performance expert, keynote speaker, and author. Steve has delivered hundreds of presentations to companies, professional associations, conventions, sports teams, churches, and leadership conferences. As a dynamic speaker and motivator, Steve partners with corporations, professional associations, and entrepreneurs to inspire organizational effectiveness, employee morale, and productivity. Training, personal development, teamwork, sales performance, and relationship building strategies are all a part of what he does. With a desire to be one of the top speakers in the world, Steve brings a fresh, powerful new presence to the professional speaking industry. It's story time with Steve. Steve Hopper, my man, how are you doing today? Hey, Robert, man. Thank you for having me, bro. I feel honored and blessed to be here with you. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Glad you could make it in this virtual world to, <laughs> to the studio today. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Listen, so for anybody who's followed you at all and, and has gone back into your story, I mean, we won't go through your in, the entirety of, of it today, but you've got the story of coming from prison or turning pain in, in, into purpose. So uh, when, when you first start to speak, a lot of people think about if I've got that type of a background, I'm just going to be a, a, a motivational speaker. Who did you feel led to speak to when you first began speaking? 
Well, it's actually an interesting story, Robert. It, it might not be what you would think or perceive how it all came about. But before uh-huh. I jump into that, man, I got to give it back to you, bro. You are an absolute rock star. I've been following you for quite a while. I know me and you met a few years back and, yeah. and uh, followed each other and connected here on social media. And I've been watching all your stuff, man. And I appreciate you. Dude, you're phenomenal. So I just got to <laughs> give it back to you, bro. Everybody that's watching this, listening to this. Uh, this guy is the man. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So about about my story, man, it's pretty interesting, you know, because obviously without digging too far back into it, you know, I got out of prison in 2001, actually, mm-hmm. and was just trying to find my way, bro. You know, I, I got a job in corporate America and started, you know, applying everything I had studied and learned because when I was in prison, I knew that I had to develop myself from the inside out if I was going to go and do anything with my life. So I ate, slept, drank every ounce of self-development material I could get my hands on while I was in there. Didn't know what I was going to use it for one day. Just knew I wanted to grow from the inside out. So when I got out, got a job in sales and corporate, and I just really applied everything I learned and just rose up that corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. 2008 came around. And uh, I don't know if everybody remembers 2008, but it was a pretty crazy year, right? Almost, well, not as bad as 2020, but yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, you really can't compare it to 2020, two different beasts, right? Yeah. But it was a crazy year, man. I got laid off and uh, there I was, ex-convict, no college education, making six plus figures a year, thought I was rich, thought uh, my job was set in stone and uh, hadn't put anything away. And there I was. Um it was a blessing though, bro, because what it did was it put me on a mission to figure out what my purpose was. At that point in time, I had no idea that uh, I was going to be speaking. You know, I got out of corporate America. I went into the industry of network marketing, man, and um, started doing some really cool things there and having success in the network marketing industry. And, yeah. and as I went on this mission to figure out what it was that I really was supposed to be doing, who I was supposed to be serving, um, I came across some pretty exciting things. Uh, I started praying about it, and God led me to look back at my life, bro, because the clues were there. My successes, my failures, my experiences, and if I went back and looked at my life, leading up until that moment, it was all in preparation to guide me in the direction that I was supposed to go, to give me the skill sets and the learning and the understanding and the foundation to go and fulfill that purpose. And as I started to look back at my life, Robert, what I saw was in every situation I was in, I was speaking. Yeah. I was inspiring. I was motivating. The most comfortable place that I was at was in front of a group of people talking. Uh, when I was in prison, man, I started doing speaking events in prison. Wow. I would have a guy, I would have a group of guys that would, would get around me there on the rec field, man. And I would be teaching them the things that I was learning in the books that I was reading. Wow. And they were just eating it up. You know, I'm telling them how they could be successful when they got out of prison. I hadn't even got out of prison yet. I, so I had no track record to even prove that I knew what I was talking about, <laughs> but they were listening. They were listening, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, when I went into corporate America, I was a national sales trainer for that company that I worked for. And there I was speaking, uh, motivating, inspiring, training people uh, in sales. And then when I went into course into network marketing, the part that I loved the most about network marketing was going to those events and speaking yeah. to those events and mentoring people. And so as I looked back at my life, all of those clues led me. 
Now, I still did not yet know who it was that I was supposed to be speaking to. And I was on a mission uh, to figure that out. Um, I actually sat down with a guy one day and he happened to own a big magazine in Tampa. And he said, Steve, I want to feature your story in my magazine. Now, up until that point, Robert, I hadn't been sharing my prison story. So even when I got uh, what went into corporate America, when I got out of prison, basically, brother, I had convinced myself or the devil had convinced me, I could say, that telling my story was a bad thing, that it was going to close doors, prevent opportunity. And so when I went into corporate America, I wasn't telling my story. When I was in network marketing and and doing all of that, I I wasn't telling my story. So I was having success in these places, but I I was almost like living this imposter life because I wasn't Mm. telling my real story. I was out there networking in the community and not telling my real story. And so this gentleman who had this magazine sat down with me over lunch one day and he said, hey, Steve, he said, tell me your story. So I started giving him my professional story, right? And he kind of stopped me and he goes, no, man, tell me your real story. And I sat there and I I shared my story with him and he wanted to feature my story in his magazine. And when he first told me this, of course, all of those feelings, that other voice came (laughs) in. Nah, man, don't put your story in that magazine, bro. Everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to be exposed. Oh, oh, man, you're going to be exposed. (laughs) Your reputation is going to go downhill, like everything, right? And he looked across the table at me and he said, Steve, he goes, it's time. Wow. God wants you to go tell your story. And I was like, wow. Here, man, I had been praying about what it was that I was supposed to do, who, who it was I was supposed to talk to yeah. and, uh, you know, impart wisdom into and inspire, you know, and here's God going, man, I want you to st- tell your story, but I want you to tell your real story. Wow. You know, because the fake story doesn't really involve me the way that the real story does, you know? So, um, I agreed, man, to put my story in the magazine and Robert would have hit the shelves and had the complete opposite effect that I'd convinced myself for so long it was going to have. It didn't close doors, man. It opened on my phone. My email started ringing off the hook. People want me to come speak here everywhere. And so I was out there speaking to high schools, middle schools. And, you know, I hadn't really niched down at at all at that point because, you know, I understand niching down from a marketing standpoint, but from a life-impacting standpoint. I didn't want to put myself in a box. I wanted to be able to to go and speak to high school kids, and I wanted to go be able to speak to multimillion-dollar masterminds. You know, Uh, Wherever God wanted to put me, that's where I wanted to be. And so uh, as I just continued to put myself out there, man, the people that needed to hear my message revealed themselves to me. So communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to The RK3 Show. Have you ever wondered why some people are able to be remembered so easily? Have you ever thought about why they are associated with certain experiences? Well, it's because they repeat those experiences regularly. They have what is called a signature story. And guess what? You have one too. You might not know how to find it or tell it yet, but you have one. Here's what I want you to do. Sign up for my free five-day email course and learn how to discover your signature story so that you can tell it, create impact, improve your influence, and even enhance your brand. Sign up for the five-day signature story email course. Check the show notes for the link. And now, back to the show. 
one of the things, I mean, you told us quite a bit of your story there. One of the things that I caught was you're literally in the prison yard and you've immersed yourself in self-development and you're teaching people stuff and you're like, well, dude, I'm still in prison. I'm right here in front of you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not any better than you at this point. Air quotes, right? That's so, right. So let me ask you this. So, how do you then, especially as a speaker, create credibility in in areas where you either might not have earned it yet, or or maybe you feel like you only have a limited amount? What is it about your story and the way that you delivered it that allowed you to gain credibility? You know, I think I think belief, man, is one of the missing links for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, people. Um, you know, they, they base their, they base their actions off of their current circumstances. And because they base their actions off those circumstances, they get a, a continuous result. Yeah. It's when the insert is belief, uh, the belief is inserted that the actions change and the results change. And obviously the circumstances change. A good friend of mine, Larry Beecham, I think, you know, him taught me that years ago. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing about it, man, is it's passion, bro. Um, you can speak on a subject, and if you if you believe, if you wholeheartedly believe in that subject, mm. and you're passionate about that subject, then your audience will believe with you. Right. They will feel your passion, and they will absorb it. You know, I always tell people as well. You know, there's a there's a lot of, you know, we always look at we always look above us. Mm. We're always comparing ourselves to people that are at a higher level than we are. You know, if I was comparing myself to Tony Robbins and his knowledge and his success level, et cetera, I wouldn't be speaking anymore, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't yeah. be speaking anymore because I would be comparing myself to his level. I'd be like, oh, well, nobody wants to listen to Steve Hopper because Tony Robbins is there. Right. But the reality is, is whatever level we are at in life, in business, there are always a very large group of people. There is always a very large group of people They want to get to the level that you are at. They want to know what you know. So even though you don't have the whole book, just portions of the book that you have that are going to benefit them is what they're going to want to hear. Wow. Wow. So so you've talked about the passion, and I love what you said about if you believe, they will believe with you. So let's turn that into a a practical speaker or storyteller lesson for a second. So you, you, you've got, you, you believe you've got the passion here, but what else do I need to do to make me make my story memorable to, to audiences? Well, I think, I think that you've got this one nailed, bro. You got to be a great storyteller. Uh, You got to be a great storyteller, bro. So you can have knowledge, you can have passion, but if that knowledge and that passion comes across very flat, and if you can't give real life experiences and tell stories that, that draw people in, mm-hmm. then it's not going to have the same power. You know, we're performers. Um, yeah. And it's not performing in a fake acting way, but we're performers. So when you're on stage and when you're out there speaking, uh, you have a responsibility to bring your audience into your story with you. It yeah. happens with, you know, your facial expressions and your body language and the tonality and how you fluctuate your voice. So it's a matter of taking that passion that you have, that knowledge that you have, and creating the stories that are going to show all of it yeah. to your audience and bring them into it with you. And they're going to be more receptive. 
So what really makes that story stick, though? Because I've seen people speak and they tell stories, but they're just not memorable. I mean, I've seen people speak and they tell stories and and they and they're even energetic. But when you ask the audience 10 minutes later, an hour later, a week later, what they take away, what their takeaways were or what they remembered from the audience from from that speech, they don't really know. What is it really that makes a story stick or one speaker more memorable than the next? All right. So when I'm working with my coaching clients, right, on their speaking, I always talk about structuring each one of your stories just like you would structure your testimony, mm. all right? Now, listen, bro, obviously I'm a man of faith and I, and I don't apologize for that, but here's the deal, okay? So when we talk about our testimony, we talk about what was life like before, mm-hmm. okay? Leading us up to that moment, what was that moment like when we had that spiritual awakening, right? Yeah. And then what was life like after? So anytime we're telling a story, if you talk about what was it like before, what led up to that moment in the story, and then what happened after that moment, that defining moment, each story has a defining moment. So what was it like before? So you'd always tell this story too when I talk about attitude. I tell a story about my mom. Yeah. So I'll give my mom a phone call sometimes, and I'll say, hey, mom, how's it going? And she'll get on the phone and she'll go, Oh, honey, we're just surviving. And I'll say, come on, mom, you're doing better than surviving. Did you see on Facebook that Katie got straight A's? And then her attitude immediately changes. Oh, yeah, honey, that's so great. Right. So what happened before I brought that to my mom's attention? And then what was her attitude like? So even that little quick story still follows that testimonial outline. So when you're telling those stories, it's always about just pulling out those key, key elements. You know, we always tell people as well, Robert, that sometimes people make the mistake of telling too many details in the story. Oh, wow. Yeah. But where the story becomes boring, it becomes flat. They tell the details that don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even like, you know, when I share my testimony about prison, man, I was in prison for seven years, bro. You know, so, uh, and I guess maybe Robert, I don't know, maybe we should tell them why I was in prison. So they don't think I was like an ax murderer or something. You know, when I was, uh, we kind of jumped right into it. But when I was 17 years old, man, I, I, you know, had the my life ahead of me. I was a football player. It's what I wanted to do in my life. Had the bull by the horns and went to a party one night, my senior year in high school and got into a fight at that party, uh, hit another teenager at that party. And, uh, he ended up going into a coma. Wow. And uh, he was in a coma for about three months, came out of the coma. He did live, thank God. But uh, they threw the book at me, man. 17 years old, they sentenced me to 10 years in Florida State Prison, wow. charged me with an attempt to murder for you know that one swing, that one lapse in judgment that night. And um, so anyways, that's how I ended up going to prison at 17 years old, which mm. you know created that whole journey in itself. But um You know, I always tell people, man, that, you know, I was in prison for seven years. But when I get up and share my testimony really quickly at the beginning of when I'm speaking and I tell my story, I mean, there's a lot that happened in seven years, but I'll tell all of it. Right. I just pick out those key pertinent details and share those. And, And I do that with each story that I tell throughout my presentation. 
if we give too many details and we bore that audience and they just get lost in the story and not the overall message. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're not, you're not like, so in year one, I did this and then in year two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, listen, you have a compelling story. I, if you have not read his book, from prison to purpose. I want you to go out and go go ahead and get that. So tell us a little bit more about where we can, where do you hang out online, man? Where can people find out more about you, connect with you, uh, ingest your stuff? Yeah, I'm on Facebook big time, man. It's where I spend a lot of my time. I'm doing a few things on Instagram and, and LinkedIn as well. But, you know, at Steve Hopper Speaks on Facebook is a great place to find me. And, you know, I'm always, every, anything I got going on is is right there on Facebook front and center. So, it's a great nice. place to connect. Yeah. Excellent. You, excellent. Well, listen, Steve, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the RK3 show, man. Always a pleasure to be with you, bro. Your story matters, and it's important that your story sticks. You have gold with you at all times in the form of your story, and it's critical that you shine that gold in order to allow others to see it. It's their access to that gold that allows them to transform your story, your message and your voice are built to impact, influence and inspire. And so it's important that you be intentional about how you use it. If you want to learn how to use it more effectively online, don't forget to head over to livestreamconfidencecourse.com and learn how to become a better live stream storyteller. You'll be glad you did. I'm glad you were here today. Join me for episode 89 when I'll talk with speaker and leadership coach Mike Acker. Don't forget to leave a ranking, rating, or review for the show on any one of your podcast networks, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music. Check those all out and leave us a review. Don't forget, send me a message. How do you want us to celebrate episode number 100 by going to Robert Kennedy 3 dot com forward slash voicemail that's robert kennedy the number three dot com forward slash voicemail listen y'all i know life ain't easy and you got a lot of stuff but don't forget your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage i'm robert kennedy the third and you've been listening to the rk3